Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies and huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. He is one of the most recognizable personalities in Edmonton sports history. It's not Gretzky, Messier, or Moon. Joey Moss has been a fundamental part of the Edmonton sports scene, helping both the Edmonton Oilers and Edmonton Eskimos organizations. Moss first caught the eye of the Oilers center Wayne Gretzky in 1985. Impressed with the dedication Moss brought to a job at an Edmonton bottle depot, Gretzky suggested he be given a tryout to work with the Oilers. Little did they both know, Moss's career with the Oilers would end up outlasting Gretzky's. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Alberta Sports Hall of Fame 2015 inductee, Joey Moss. All right, welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you. Thank you very much for uh, to Brendan for helping uh, gather uh, some of the uh, little uh, uh, comeback and returns that we're going to have on today's edition of Oilers Now. Uh, we've already had uh, Wayne uh, open the show today, Wayne Gretzky. Uh, we're going to talk to multiple uh, Oilers players uh, that were impacted by uh, uh, Joey uh, on a day in which we celebrate the passing of uh, Joey Moss at the age of 57 yesterday. We welcome back to the show. Uh, friend of the show, uh, he fought like an alley cat to have a terrific NHL career. He was better in his 30s than he was in his 20s. He's now coaching kids himself. In fact, he's hitting the ice in about 25 minutes' time. Dwayne Rollison on Oilers Now. Dwayne, how you doing? I'm doing great, Bob. How are you doing? Well, you know, we're, we're doing good. Because uh, you know what? It, it, it is a celebration of a, of a, of a special guy. And, uh, you know, you came to the Oilers during the 06 season at the trade deadline. But I, I'm sure guys in hockey circle already knew who Joey Moss was before you ever got moved to a team like Edmonton. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, everyone knew uh, who he was and what he did and, you know, where he would be all the time. And, you know, uh, my uh, when I got traded, uh, the team was on the road. So when I first came into to Edmonton, um, you know, I was walking through the doors downstairs in Rexall and walking back to the locker room, and I was just waiting to hear hear somebody yell at me. Uh, I was looking forward to it, and uh, I met Joey for the first time officially, and he welcomed me to the Oilers organization, and uh, it was a memory that I'll never forget and it's uh, it's sad but it's also uh, one of those things that uh, you cherish for the rest cherish for the rest of your life you guys, uh, you had some good uh, good times in Edmonton an incredible run during the 2006 playoffs uh, you also had some tough miles <laughs> as well. Uh, the 06-07 season towards the end of that season, I think the organization ran out of defensemen when we're looking at pulling guys out that hadn't played in a year. That's how bad it was down the stretch with all the injuries. Does a guy like Joey sort of help keep things in perspective and, and give you some balance? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, whether you had a, a good night the night before or a bad night the night before, uh, you know, for me walking in the, the locker room and Walking by where Joey's uh, folding towels. Morning, Goy, Goy. He'd always say to me, "Are you going to be a 
be a simp today or you're going to stop beach balls. That's how he would say it to me and with his broken English. And sure enough, uh, you know, it brings a smile to your face. And, you know, whatever's going on in the world, uh, you know, especially today, I always look back to those things and what he would say say to you. And, you know, he always brought a smile and put things in different perspective for, for you as a player, as a parent, as an athlete. and and just as a, a good soldier in, in the world. And, you know, Joey left the legacy that, you know, he left the world in a better place. Um, not just what he did um, for me, but what he did for the rest of the players. Uh, you know, for me, the you know, with Wayne and Barry and Lyle, all the guys that brought him in and Jeff Lang and sort of brought him in as his own, their own little son that, uh, you know, he kept the the guys grounded. You know, whether it was the superstars or or a guy that was just brought in as a rookie, uh, he just kept everybody grounded and relaxed. And and it was a it was fun to have have him around, and it was enjoyable for me to to say he was he was like a son to me. Well, I know this. Even you know Chris Pronger, who and there's a lot of contentious opinion on Chris Pronger, and you know my feelings on him. That guy was a hell of a defenseman, and he was unbelievable that year. And if you caught him on the wrong day, you were going to feel the heat as a, as a media guy. But uh, Joey was a guy that was, uh, you know, Chris was going to be the first. You know, like he was. He, Chris was very inclusive on a lot of different things, including who he gave crap to, and even even dealing with a guy like that who was an awesome player. There must have been some funny moments during those times. Just uh, George LaRock as well, on a completely different perspective. You know, uh, a guy that demanded a fair... We have George on the show, Dwayne. You know that. And George demanded a fair, min, a fair amount of time for a, a support player as opposed to Pronger, who was the star of the team. But Joey treated all those guys the same, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, Prongs would give it to Joey. Joey would give it right back to Prongs. So that was the best part about it all. He Everyone was the same. It didn't matter who they were. Um, you know, whether whether it would be Wayne walking into the back room and he would give it to Wayne or, or you know, Paul Coffey, Glenn Anderson, Mark Messe, they'd be he'd be giving it to them in the back room. Uh, you know, and the guys would like, oh, good thing. Good thing that he can give it to them and so I don't feel so bad that he's giving it to me, right? So, you know, he just kept things light and, and he just, it was like, you know, it was just joyful to be around every day and you know you never knew if he was having a bad day or a good day because he just did what he did every day and brought a smile to everyone's face that uh, that he ever was around you know it's funny there's such a push and you know this from coaching and you were with anaheim and then you were coach are you still coaching the western league battle i know you're working schools and that sort of thing but are you still a goaltending consultant for a whl team yeah, I'm working with the Royals still, and then right now uh, both my boys are up playing in Powell River um, in the BCHL. So um, with with the Western League not starting yet, so I've just been up there helping helping okay. that organization. And um, you know, right now it's the uh, Powell River's a little gloomy with uh, both my boys finding out yesterday they were both pretty upset with with hearing that and uh yeah it was a tough tough night in our household that's for sure and yeah but, uh, we rehashed some old stories and the boys going bowling with them and joey was chirping them because he was getting strikes and all that and they, <laughs> and they couldn't they couldn't beat them so you know just uh, the good old memories and it was good to be able to to uh 
relive some of his uh, his life. Yeah, you know, Dwayne, it's uh, where I'm going with this is there's such a push to today, uh, thankfully, towards inclusivity. And the fact of the matter is the owners were, you know, and we had Wayne on and he talked about Mr. Say they're bringing Joey into the room. And we all know who the push came from. And that's Wayne for you. We'd never want to take credit for anything. That's kind of the guy he is. And he actually said Mr. Say there twice during the interview. But the owners were kind of ahead of their time in terms of uh, a sense of inclusiveness. And I've always felt that, you know, hockey players were amongst the most accepting people. And, uh, you know, that's just a, a super cool thing about it. During the 06, uh, I, I got to ask you this, during the 06 anthems, uh, <laughs> the play, because Joey had a, Joey could really belt it out when he sang. Were there times where you could hear him, uh, even though you were on the ice starting in goal for the Oilers, when Paul Lorio was getting uh, uh, getting ready? or Would you hear Joey, or, or, or did, you, did, did he save his best work for the staff Christmas parties every year when he let uh, Labamba La Bamba rip out? Yeah, he would. Uh, you could hear him early, early, especially against Detroit, right? Uh, you could hear him, hear him then. But once uh, San Jose sort of messed up the national anthem, our Canadian national anthem down on San Jose. We really couldn't hear hear him after that because the fans sort of took over from there. But yeah. you know, uh, he he was he was the best at belting it out. You know, like La Bamba in the locker room, right? Uh, you know, it was a special day when when you heard the La Bamba and you're coming off the ice from practice because uh, Joey just belted it out. You know, Mac just just gave us a nice hard skate and. You know, the trainers are on Alabama and Joey's in there um, sing, belting it out, right? So you just came from the ice with with your tail between your legs because you just uh, had a nice hard skate. And, you know, you bring a smile to your face right away because Joey's, Joey's singing and dancing and, you know, playing the air guitar and just uh, bringing, bringing smiles to everyone's faces and bringing them, bringing them all closer together. He liked to wrestle, too. Did you... <laughs> I never did. I never wrestled him because I was too afraid. I was too afraid. He was he was vicious. He was a vicious wrestler. Uh, you know, then we left that to George and uh, Dustin uh, Dustin Penner in our in our because uh, everyone was afraid to wrestle him because he did whatever it t- took to win, and uh, you know it was, it was scary. <laughs> Oh, that is awesome. We'd be remiss uh, without mentioning the impact of the trainers. The equipment guys, I know you briefly, you know, you talked about Langer and Harry and all those guys, the, the current group, uh, Kenny Lowe and uh, Barry Stafford and Sparky. Uh, those guys are an under uh, underappreciated part of every organization. Uh, and the Oilers have had sort of a couple groups that have been this current group that Edmonton's had's kind of been together uh, basically since about the I think since the nine ten or the ten eleven season, the previous group was together for over twenty years. Those those guys really kind of took uh, ownership and and were part of uh, the guys that looked after Joey, uh, didn't they? Yeah, and I'd be remiss to say Dwayne had Juziak too. I probably screwed up his last name with Eskimo. Sorry. Yeah, Mandrusiak. Uh, yeah. Same thing. Same thing over there. But uh, yeah, every day was. Um, you know, Joey, Joey getting picked up by the trainers or Joey getting driven home. Like, I would drive him home um, after games as well, you know, just because it was on my way home where he was staying, <laughs> right? So every night uh, I had to wait for Joey to finish his beer and enjoy his first beer after after a big win. And he he would nurse that thing because it was, uh, you know, he cherished it because it was a win or an Oilers win. 
So, you know, I drive them home and we talk about it, talk about the game and talk about life. And um, But these, these trainers, they, you know, um, before Jeff became the head guy, like he was picking them up every morning, driving them home after practice. Like uh, Barry would make sure that there was cabs for him or, you know, calling the cab, making sure that, you know, he got to the rink on time and, you know, make sure he was fed. And, you know, um, a story that I laugh at still to, to this day is game one and of the Stanley Cup finals that year in, in Carolina. Um, the trainers go for for lunch and there's a CBC crew there. And next thing you know, they're asking for an interview with Joey Moss. They, they didn't want to talk to their trainers. They wanted to talk to Joey. Um, yeah. That's just the biggest bigger piece of of our team was joy and yeah and rightfully so yeah there was an awesome i'm trying to think i'm not sure if it was nbc or who it was uh, bill well, must have been espn because bill clement was working on the show maybe it was versus uh during the 06 final but they did a whole thing on joy during one of the inter- intermissions it was awesome hey Dwayne, we know you got to get to the ice uh we really appreciate you sharing some uh stories with us on a very special guy and uh we'll uh, we'll talk again thanks for your time Dwayne. Uh, thank you, guys. Enjoy the rest of the day. You bet. That is Dwayne Rollison, who uh, uh, backstopped the Edmonton Oilers uh, into the Stanley Cup final. What a coulda, shoulda uh, with the uh, wonder what would have happened if uh, he doesn't get hurt. And he's a guy that, uh, uh, like I said, he, uh, he ended up playing for a long time, had a great NHL career, did a terrific job for a number of years with Anaheim where they seemed to be able to – I mean, every, they, they had goaltenders coming out of a proverbial uh, yin-yang, you know, back in the day. It was unbelievable what they could accomplish in, in Anaheim with all these goalies. And, of course, the guy that got there now is the best of them in terms of John Gibson. But, uh, you know, Hiller was pretty good there, and Rizgalov was good in Anaheim. And uh, Dwayne played a factor in those guys getting to that level. Uh, that level. And he's uh, always a, a guy that's interesting to talk to and provide some wonderful perspective. Uh, we will get to more of your texts coming up. Mark Spector at 105 for the horses in Horse Racing Alberta. Reminder, the last day of thoroughbred racing is Sunday, November 1st. Fan access is limited, but you can watch and wager at hbibet.com. Horse Racing Alberta, employing Albertans, contributing to the economy, and caring for horses as uh well, uh, reminder that guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Edmonton owned and operated. Open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. Head down to 99.90. Jasper Avenue, tell Brendan, Maggie, Taylor, and the staff at Roos Chris that Oilers now sent you. When we come back, we'll get to some of your texts on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. And, oh, yeah, we'll uh, do NHL today for elite promotional marketing. You're listening to Oilers now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. All right. Uh, welcome back, everybody. It's 1249 again. Mark Spector, uh, lifelong Edmontonian. Um, one that maybe I uh, don't always agree with on every given topic, but I think we're going to be agreeing on the one we talk about today. And uh, Kevin Lowe, uh, vice chair of the Oilers Entertainment Group, coming down the pipe at 135. We've had Wayne Gretzky and Dwayne Rollison to open the show. Let's get to some texts on the Ashley Fine Floors text line and a lot of you are sharing your thoughts. Um, 
Good afternoon, Bob. Although I never had the privilege of meeting Joey, there's still a huge void left in my heart when I heard of his passing. My wife and myself uh, look after two special needs adults, and we know the huge impact that Joey had on helping others. Uh, rest in peace, Joey. That one comes to us from Marfus. I know I tweeted a picture out last night. Um, uh, from a, I believe from a look like floor hockey, and there were some Oilers alumni in the picture where uh, Joey was out with uh, some special needs adults, and it was just uh, you know that's the kind of impact. And I think if I were just looking at the photo, Mark Fistrick, uh, Jason Chimera, and uh, Jeff uh, Delorier, guys that are around with the alumni on a day to day, you know, and, and sort of that's the sort of thing that quietly gets done. And uh, Joey was a real hero. I mean, we did an event two years ago um, in November, right to, right before the Oilers played Calgary, Vegas back-to-back, and then flew to uh, San Jose. So it was a pretty tumultuous time in the Oilers organization, and it was the Iron and Frost Gala. And there was probably 70 to 75 Oilers alumni at the event, uh, you know, significant um uh, Builders and great fans and uh, community-minded individuals, and the, the star that night was Joey Moss. wasn't Wayne Gretzky, wasn't Connor McDavid. That night was about Joey. It was a special, uh, special night. So again, you can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three, and uh, you can uh, keep texting us. Uh, just Brendan, you said something interesting to me because you, you come here from British Columbia. You know, you're a Kamloops kid, right? Growing up, that's where you're from. Yeah, you bet. So, did you did you have any idea of the impact that Joey kind of had in town? Well, certainly not the depth of it, but you know, I mentioned too that. <laughs> You're you're watching people from all corners of the continent, not the country, the continent, uh, chipping in on this. So I might have been in the minority of that. Well, and you're also younger, frankly. Like, that's part of it. And, uh, you know, you've been around the club now for, what, the last couple of seasons. And we haven't there, – there hasn't been <laughs> – there hasn't been any uh, in-the-building experience since March. And Joey wasn't around a lot during the course of the nineteen twenty season. He was still around a lot, fair amount, in the eighteen nineteen season. Um, but if you were, you know, around the Eskimos or around uh, – I guess they're now called the EE football team – around the Oilers – that's that's the one guy. He was the guy, and he was the guy that sort of eliminated any of the kind of negative energy. And we all know there is an abundance of negative energy out there. You know, politically things are. We've talked about this. Don't talk to politics and sports. Well, a person like Joey helped get get you to a better place. You know, and I, I think of. Uh, a lesson I once heard from somebody in terms of dealing with critics and, and techs. And again, the, the team has been challenged off the ice and on the ice. And there's been some frustrating days for Oilers fans. And, uh, an individual said to me, always get, to, you know, try to get to a better place and, you know, focus on the 90% or 95% of the positive interactions you have on a daily basis instead of the five to 10 negative interactions that you have on a daily basis. And unfortunately now on Twitter, it seems like there's way more negative than there, there there used to be, but to a man, the universal sort of appeal of what Joey meant collectively to that group. I think you're you're sort of throughout this show, Reed show last night, shows on the other station that have focused on that. It sort of puts things in perspective. Here we go.
Uh, sad to hear about Joey. He was a staple in the city. Best thing I remember about him was belting out the national anthem. Rest in peace, Joey. That text comes to us uh, from Edmonton. Uh, a texter says, Bob, I forgot how close he was to Wayne Gretzky and Dave Semenko and him. Uh, another texter says, Bob, um, <clears throat> growing this is a tough text to read. Uh, growing up in the 1980s, yeah, we'll get back to that one here. Let's just uh, circle back. Bob, I can't believe you said the E-word. Yes, I said the word Edmonton. Deal with it. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Keep them coming in because uh, we've got literally hundreds and hundreds of texts on uh, today's show, most of which are incredibly supportive. So... <laughs> Bob, Twitter is a cesspool of society. Stay away from it and your own uh, sanity. I'd say 70% of it is pretty uh, uh, positive. Okay. Uh, Edmonton is a far better city for having uh, Joey uh, Moss. I think that's a given. Uh, Andrew Cito in Nelson, British Columbia says, uh, rest in peace, Joey. What a beauty. He's touched so many lives. I live in BC and I haven't met him, but I feel like I know him. What is your best story about him, Bob? Uh, La Bamba uh, at the uh, Christmas parties. Well, I would have paid to have seen Joey Moss wrestle either. Uh, you just heard Dwayne Rolson talking about the fact that Joey used to uh, wrestle um, both, uh, uh, both George LaRock and Dustin Penner. Uh, so, you know, it's, it, to me, that, that that's pretty, it, the, the Christmas stuff, the first time I saw it, I was kind of taken aback. I was like, wow. And just the way, you know what, there's, there's, there's always a little bit of drama going on. And that just ended the moment he took the stage. And that's kind of what he was, uh, all about. So again, you can text us. It's 780-496-0063. Bob, growing up in the 1980s, my brother's the same age as Joey. He also had Down syndrome and he passed away earlier this year. Uh, it was a big deal for us. Uh, Joey alone turned having... Turning having a brother with uh, Down syndrome from something that you were kind of embarrassed about as a kid to something that we were proud of. So that uh, that's that's a sentiment that we've seen a lot of over the course of the last uh, probably the last eighteen hours. Hodge says, Bob, watching the emotional and passionate way that Joey sang the national anthem always made me proud to be a Canadian. For that reason alone, uh, national anthem should remain in the NHL game experience from Haji. Well, uh, hey, I'm one that believes we should have the national anthems continue as well. Uh, and again, uh, we'll be continuing uh, down this path here, but we do have a little bit of business to do. So, Brendan, I hope you're ready to, to gear it up here at this time. As we go to NHL today, it is brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, who, like uh, all of our uh, advertisers on Oilers now, want to extend their condolences to the Moss family. Elite Promotional Marketing have face masks for everybody. They are Edmonton-owned and operated. Visit their online face mask shop by going to ElitePromoMarketing.com. 
Chet.com. Back to the 630 Chet Studios, Brandon Escott. Colorado Avalanche signed Devon Taves to a four-year, $16.4 million contract this morning. They did acquire him from the New York Islanders last month for second-round draft picks in 2021 and 2022, and they do avoid arbitration with the 26-year-old Abbotsford BC product. The Islanders, meanwhile, did sign Josh Hosang to a one-year extension at the league minimum, also avoiding arbitration. He did not play an NHL game last year, has just 53 games to his credit since being drafted 28th overall in 2014. This year's 22nd overall selection, Hendricks Lapierre signed his three-year entry-level deal with Washington. Oscar Fantenberg, who played 36 games with the Canucks last season, is signed with SKA St. Petersburg of the KHL. That's a one-year deal. 29-year-old worked the third pair last season, which was his fourth in the NHL. And his new teammate slash Canucks prospect, Vasily Podkolzin, demoted from the KHL to the VHL to get ready for the National Junior League competition. I assume that's a code for the World Junior Tournament. Uh, but he had been healthy scratched in the last handful of games anyway. Had the former uh, number 11 overall pick from last year, if memory serves. Uh, sure. Uh, he might have been 10th, but who's counting? <laughs> I don't know, man. Now you're going to have to go look at it. Uh, he's a he's a real interesting player. He might be Nachushkin-esque. Uh, we'll have to wait and see in that regard. 12.58 in Edmonton. We're going to head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Mark Spector, Sportsnet spec for the horses and horse racing Alberta when we come back. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad.